Hi, I'm Tracy Val, Vice President of Business Development at Argus, and I'm hosting a series of podcasts to look at how the regional marine fuels markets have adjusted to our new IMO 2020 regulations. So just to recap, the shipping industry is one month into 2020, and this is the largest regulatory driven product change on a global basis is the reduction of the sulfur limits in marine fuels from three and a half percent to 0.5 percent and we're commonly referring that to as IMO 2020. I have with me today Andrew Carr he's the senior reporter for Argus Marine Fuels and is based in Singapore. So Andrew I just want to kind of kick it off with a little bit of um history you know leading into January 2020 there were a lot of people in the market that predicted the shortages of fuel and have you guys really seen this materialize in Singapore or in any other Asian ports? Hey Tracy uh, thanks for having me so that's a good question um, we've, we've not actually seen too much shortage of cargos I think uh, compliant fuel availabilities have been pretty um, okay um, despite all the concerns that we had late last year um, but yeah, uh, I think in terms of, of just um, some constraints in barges were what we were noticing. So was this maybe more of a challenge due to like logistics and supplying different grades of uh, bunker fuels? I don't think shortage has been an issue despite um, all the concerns that we had last year. Um, the availabilities of compliant fuel, at least in Singapore, um, has not been an issue. So, Andrew, I think there's a lot of um, question on people's mind uh, from a very, very prompt basis about um, de bunker fuel demand overall, and particularly what's going on in China with the um, or Asia with the coronavirus and how that, if you're seeing anything or the way that that's affected demand, uh, anything coming down the uh, road there. Yeah, I think uh, that's that's a very good question, Tracy. Uh, it's a little bit difficult to say at the moment, but what was the main thought earlier in the week when Australia went on quarantine, basically putting all the ships that were going in to Australia on a 14-day period wait before actually doing anything in their port? Um, some people expected this to push up demand in Singapore because um, certain ships, depending on your routes and where they came from China, would only take about 12 days to arrive into Australia. So what they were thinking was that ships would take that deviation of one day into Singapore to take in the cheaper bunkers and then head over to Australia, therefore minimizing the amount of time. But if we look at it today, um, the threat of the coronavirus is increasing and a lot of people are more concerned. So shipping being one of the things that is driven um, by the global economics is slowing down. So it could, could also reduce demand as a whole, at least for the short term. Um, were there any challenges due to supplying these three different types of grades of bunker fuels? Um, any challenges with logistics? Because I understood there was a certain amount of cleaning required and changing over a tank or a pipe or a barge from high sulfur fuel oil to low sulfur fuel oil. And then obviously we're, bunker suppliers are often handling three different types of products instead of one or two. Yeah, I think the added product was the main um, issue in that. So transition 
um, the transition was was mainly the issue for why prices jumped up by quite a bit. So, so how, really, how how exactly did this affect kind of the markets and the pricing? Um, so basically what happened in Singapore um, was that the number of barges did not change. But as you pointed out, um, the number of product d- uh, did increase and there wasn't basically a set standard uh, specification for LSFO. So what happened was um, quite a lot of barges were basically segregated into um, cleaning up and they couldn't, um, they had to have specific tanks for different types of um, quality of LSFO, so to speak, which basically strained the uh, available barges in Singapore. Hmm. Okay. And and from your perspective right now, um, with January, if you like, having just closed, do, do you, some of those logistics problems seem to have been uh, ironed out? Uh, how are the prices reacting right now for the past month? Okay, just, just to give a quick recap on how the prices have moved. Um, so let's let's look at the delivery premiums. Um, that we we've seen the average um, in 2018 was basically um, 10 to 11 dollars, and if we move to the first half of 2019, that remained typically at the same levels at about 10. But um, with the transition happening, it moved up to an average of 40 dollars for Q3 and close to um, the high 60s and about 70 dollars for Q4. We actually saw a, a maximum. Um, the highest level recorded um, by Argus at $108 on the 5th of December. Wow, so, <laughs> that's that's a big premium. Yeah, exactly. So so it was it was really causing quite a bit of issues in terms of pricing. Um, but now the constraints have basically um, basically, I mean, the tightness in the barges have basically loosened up. Um, we are seeing the delivery dates coming back to normal. What we previously saw was, um, I mean, previously, prior to the transition, four days in ordering bunkers was considered the normal time. But now, um, uh, or during the transition period, 10 days was considered prompt. But we're coming back to the five to six day mark at the moment. So it's it's, uh, pushing back to the norm now. Okay, okay, I understand. Um, let me ask you another question around these, um, what's actually being um, supplied and traded out there. So, you know, before January, the majority of the Singapore bunker trade was in high sulfur fuel oil. How have you seen this trade pattern change? Um, well, I guess this is this is a pretty uh, easy question to tackle, um, but I guess the numbers would be interesting in this particular point. So since um, IMO regulation started on the 1st of January, um, basically making it comp- um, making it sort of uh, compliant for everyone to move towards a 0.5 uh, low sulfur fuel oil. We've seen that movement of uh, demand for high sulfur basically be replaced for low sulfur fuel oil. So if we look at the deals that we've collected, um, we had about 60% in terms of volumes um, in October during the transition period uh, for high sulfur fuel oil and about 30% for low sulfur fuel oil. But now 
after the first month in IMO 2020, that number has moved to 70% for low sulfur fuel oil and only 5% for high sulfur fuel oil. That's a big that's a big switch. And so I guess it indicates that perhaps there aren't so many vessels out there bunkering that have scrubbers. Um, that's true in a sense, I, I guess, because scrubber vessels have typically fixed contract, I would believe. So they basically locked in their prices. So in terms of the deals that we receive, um, it's mainly on the spot. So it's definitely lower than the overall numbers that is being pushed out of Singapore. Uh -huh. Okay, okay, I understand. Um, when we come to when we come to prices, actually, this is a question that uh, people are looking at as well. I mean, how do the prices compare between IMO compliant fuel, so marine uh, marine gas oil, um, dirty fuel, the very low sulfur fuel oil, and um, high sulfur fuel? What what are you seeing any trends or any um, patterns in those price differentials? Um, well, I think. Coming into the transition period, everyone felt that low sulfur fuel oil would definitely be more expensive than high sulfur fuel oil. Um, but um, no one, I think, guessed that it would be more expensive than low sulfur gas oil. Everyone thought that there would be a cap, well, majority of people at least. Um, but uh, that sort of shifted away and there was a premium instead for low sulfur fuel oil, which was in a way an inferior grade. Um, so that the, the reason for that premium was because ships needed a higher level of viscosity in that fuel in order to run it properly. And um, yeah, so so that that became a, a basically a big turnaround in terms of how people were, were adjusting their prices. That's, yeah, that's actually sorry. quite interesting because it means that almost there's a preference for a fuel oil-based, a high viscosity fuel oil-based uh, fuel as opposed to a distillate-based fuel. Correct. Um, but I mean, now what we're seeing is that because like uh, what we mentioned, uh, we were discussing previously, um, barges were very tight. There was a constraint in terms of the logistics in delivering the low sulfur fuel oils. But basically that is now starting to ease. And what we actually saw, which was an interesting pattern, in the last few weeks, um, the 0.5 MGO became a little bit of a market guidance or ceiling for the LSFO prices. Um, so what people, what some of the ship owners did when the prices of low sulfur fuel oil was too high, they looked towards getting the 0.5% MGO um, because they felt like these, uh, the 0.5% of sulfur was actually an important point to play in the um, combustion of fuel because it made the flash point uh, of the fuel higher. So it was in a way uh, sort of an alternative for people if low sulfur fuel oil prices spiked up that much higher than low sulfur gas oil. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so they are started. They are people are coming back around to the pricing on it. Interesting. Yeah. So okay. now what we're seeing is basically low sulfur fuel oil and LSGO. Um, they're coming to about on par. Not oh. we're not seeing that huge premium previously. Okay. okay. Um, there have been a few discussions that a lot of people, particularly maybe particularly in the other regions, had contracted their. Um, had contracted their supply for Q1. And this is in contrast to most bunkers having been purchased on the spot market 
previously. Um, would you, how has that affected, or what are we seeing in the spot market right now? I think on the spot market, we're still seeing a decent um, volumes of uh, deals being done. Um, but definitely, I think like what we, uh, we spoke about earlier in terms of high sulfur fuel oil, that's being pushed onto contracts quite a bit. In terms of forward pricing, I think because of how the low sulfur fuel oil prices turned out, no one's really um, looking to give prices for forward dates. So I think if you go into the market at least a few weeks ago in mid-January and wanted to buy for Q2, no one was there to give you a, a rate for that. So we might see more spot uh, deals emerge on the market in Q2. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to um, draw it to a close here. And I'd just like to remind everybody that as Argus, we published this global portfolio of IMO compliant fuel assessments um, covering the world's most important bunker and trading hubs. So you can find the real-time pricing for marine fuels and fuel oil, as well as market news and analysis in our Argus reports. More information can be found at argusmedia.com forward slash IMO 2020.